0: 14th Sunday in Ordinary Time Prayer Psalm 145 I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, And abounding and steadfast love, the Lord is good to all, and his compassion is over all that he has made. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and all your faithful shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom, and tell of your power your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion and Jews throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words and gracious in all his deeds. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down.
1: Reading the Word First reading. Zechariah chapter 9 Rejoice greatly, O daughter Zion! Shout aloud, O daughter Jerusalem! Lo, your king comes to you. Triumphant and victorious is he, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. He will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the war horse from Jerusalem. And the battle bow shall be cut off, and he shall command peace to the nations. His dominion shall be sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth.
0: Second Reading Romans Chapter 8 But you are not in the flesh, you are in the Spirit, since the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to Him. If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through His Spirit that dwells in you. So then, brothers and sisters, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live.
1: Gospel, Matthew chapter 11 At that time Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent, and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your precious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me. All you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light.
0: Hearing the word, the path to God's kingdom of peace. Peace in the world is an ever elusive quest and ardent desire of the human race. While we might doubt that lasting peace on the global scale can ever be achieved, the liturgy of today instructs us on how a Christian can find and experience God's peace in the troubled world. The first reading comes from the second part of the book of Zechariah. The prophet announces restoration of Zion, the term which refers to the Jerusalem temple and the hill on which it was located. The vision of God's triumphant procession through the lands of the surrounding pagan nations in Zechariah, chapter 9, concludes with God's arrival At his house, the Jerusalem temple, the presence of God in the temple makes possible yet another entry into the city, that of a human king. His entrance to the city is a solemn one, with inhabitants of Jerusalem invited to rejoice greatly and shout aloud, while rejoicing and shouting for joy were usually associated with celebration of God as the king Zechariah encourages the same joyful celebration for a humble human king the prophet does not reveal his name but his davidic origin is assumed because he arrives riding on a colt the fall of a donkey this description alludes to Jacob's blessing of Judah in Genesis 49, where the king from his tribe is characterized in this manner. The donkey, unlike the horse, was an animal used for transport and never for war. Riding on a donkey symbolizes arriving in peace and for peaceful purposes. Furthermore. This David king will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the war horse from Jerusalem. By removal of the tools of war, he will put an end to conflict and will rule in peace. These images certainly evoke the time of the greatest Israelite king, Solomon, David's son, who ruled from the river to the ends of the earth enjoying peace on all sides. The future messianic king in Zechariah's vision will have no need for weapons war horses or chariots. He will be the king of peace. The second reading from Paul's letter to the Romans continues the comprehensive portrayal of the Christian existence rooted in God's grace brought by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. However, this Christian existence is sustained by the working of the Spirit of God in and among the faithful. In chapter 8, the apostle defines the Spirit's crucial role in the Christian life through the striking concept of dwelling of the Spirit of God in you. The Spirit's indwelling, this indwelling echoes God's presence with Israel during the desert journey from Egypt to the promised land when God dwelt in the midst of the people in the tabernacle, which after the settlement in Canaan was eventually transformed into the Jerusalem temple. Paul emphasizes the absolute Necessity of the Spirit for Christian life stating that anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to Him. There is no Christianity without the Spirit. The Spirit's indwelling not only makes Christian life in the present world possible, but also guarantees life after death. Since according to Paul, If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He will give life to your mortal bodies also through His Spirit that dwells in you.
1: Reading these statements in the context of chapter 8, it becomes abundantly clear that a person in whom the Spirit dwells is at peace with God. The Spirit's guidance ensures obedience to God's commands and harmony with the Creator. Living without the Spirit and according to the flesh isolates one from God and leads to fear and eventually death. Thus, for Paul, the guarantee of true peace in this world and in the world to come rests in placing oneself under the guidance of the Spirit which leads to the life of peace, participation in God's kingdom already on earth. In the gospel passage, Jesus thanks the Father for graciously revealing these things, not to the wise and the intelligent, but to infants. What are the things Jesus refers to? To answer, one has to go back to Matthew 11, where the works of the Messiah are described as the blind receiving their sight, the lame walking, the lepers being cleansed, the deaf hearing the dead being raised, and the poor having good news brought to them. Through these things accomplished by Jesus, the new messianic age becomes visible to infants, the simple ordinary people. Jesus makes the kingdom of God a reality that the needy and neglected can experience firsthand. Through him, and only through him, God's salvific presence and action in the world becomes perceptible. In other words, God reveals himself through Jesus, humbly approaching those neglected by others. Thus, all who are weary and carrying heavy burdens can, thanks to Jesus, find rest and peace flowing from God's reassuring presence. The only thing required is taking Jesus' yoke and learning from him. This refers to accepting Jesus' teaching and the way of life. He assures us that living according to his teaching is not burdensome, but easy and light, because it means following the Master, who is gentle and humble in heart. These are the same words which appear in Zacharias' image of the Messianic King. Jesus is the one who makes peace on earth possible. Being the Son of God, with perfect knowledge of and complete union with the Father, he assures that those who choose to follow him will find lasting peace because what he teaches comes directly from the one who sent him. The meekness and gentleness of Jesus are the signs of messianic peace. Zechariah envisioned this peace describing a humble king entering the earthly Jerusalem. For Christians, the path to that peace in the midst of the troubled world is twofold. Paul teaches that, through accepting the Spirit's indwelling and following the Spirit's guidance, a person may live in a state of peace with God and with assurance of eternal peace after the resurrection. Second, through following Jesus' teaching, revealed even to the simplest, One becomes a disciple of the meek and gentle messianic king and can find peace during his or her days on the earth. The paths to God's peace are living in the Spirit and following Jesus' teaching. These lead to God's kingdom of peace of which the psalmist said, Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures throughout all generations.
0: listening to the word of god every so often a person needs to ask himself or herself what do they really need in order to be the best human being they could possibly be among the many possible answers the need for peace stands out as a very significant one then the next question Should be about how to achieve that peace. The whole world speaks of peace and there are many individuals who see achieving peace as their life goal. Yet most of these attempts fail and very few individuals achieve peace within themselves and their lives. The people of Israel at time of Jesus greeted each other with the greeting of peace, Shalom. This ancient practice was established by God already at the time of Moses and Aaron, who understood that peace is a blessing, that it comes from God, and that it is necessary for our well-being. But peace does not fall from the sky suddenly, and without active human participation, it is necessary to recognize that peace requires the right conditions to develop and needs human cooperation to be maintained. Listening to Jesus, we find the answer to our quest for peace. He says, Come to me by these words he indicates that those who come and stay with him, like the first disciples in the Gospel of John, are on the right path to his kingdom of peace. But accepting this invitation means more than just staying with Jesus. It means living according to his teaching. Jesus invites us to live in his kingdom by following his footsteps. Such life is the way to the kingdom of peace.
1: Implementing the teaching of Jesus means introducing changes in our society. There is a lot of bullying on our streets, schools, and places of work. In our societies, there are many groups that thrive on conflict, living off violence and brute power. It is common for many, particularly youth, to become gang members or join militias doing work for some politicians. Security forces often abuse their mandate and do not bring peace. Violence and power lure many with the promises of influence and money. Yet, in the long run, we all know that violence destroys not only its victims, but also its perpetrators. The change Christians must bring into the violent world is to show that Jesus' teaching on the primacy of forgiveness and peace can be followed, and that in the long run, it brings lasting positive effects. Jesus always stood on the side of the weak and neglected. When we take upon ourselves to follow his teaching and imitate his life example, then we are truly on the way to achieving peace and harmony. Jesus fought with no weapons, but used kindness and forgiveness. His focus was on helping others to live their lives better. Doing this, he brought peace to many hearts and showed that peace on earth is possible. Through baptism, we become followers of this king of peace. Today's liturgy assures us that by joining with him, we can reach peace and become the instruments of peace in this world.
0: When there is when peace when in the country, the, 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 the chimp does, does not carry a uh, shield.
1: Action Self-examination Are you at peace with yourself, others, and with God? Examine your actions within your family and community. Are they contributing towards harmony or are they disruptive? Response to God Jesus calls you to walk through life imitating him. Make a commitment to learn more about how he dealt with others in order to know how you can be an instrument of God's peace in the world. Response to your world Which particular situations destroy peace in your neighborhood? Is there anything that you personally or your group can do about it? How would you engage others in bringing positive change for harmony and stability?
0: Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light where there is sadness, joy. Amén.